I Like Your Dress predominantly takes place in what is known as Metro Vancouver on the traditional occupied and unceded territories of the Musqueam, Squamish, Tsleil-Waututh Nations, and the Hunkamuna-speaking people. In this place of work, we hope that within our creative space that we take time to acknowledge, teach, and ensure we are using our voice to speak truth to power. You're listening to I Like Your Dress, an educational comedy podcast all about trying new things. I'm Allie. And I'm Tori. Tune in the first Friday of every month for a new adventure. She started her business seven years ago with just a small amount of money and a vision to minimize the fast fashion industry. Mine and yours was creative. This brand proudly represents the first shop of its kind in Vancouver for utilizing the idea of creating sustainability in its higher-end products. Here to talk more about her business, we have Courtney Watkins on the show today. Hi, Courtney. How's it going? Hi, good. Thanks for having me. Tell us a bit about your business. Yes. Um, So Mine and Yours is a luxury resale boutique. Um, So we focus more on designer and luxury brands, but also sell some of the more mid-level price points. And uh, we really wanted to make it as easy as as possible to turn your closet into cash. Uh, Seven years ago, when when we launched, there there was consignment stores, but they were really that typical, almost we call it like your grandma's consignment store, like your mom's consignment store. Uh, You had to make an appointment. uh, You had to have a certain amount of items. And when you went in there, it just didn't feel like a nice shopping experience. Um, So we we wanted to create a luxury shopping experience, like if you were going into Holtz or Nordstrom's or a little boutique, uh, but just with uh, secondhand items. And um, and we did. (laughs) That's amazing. I think for people who are are looking for higher end products and goods and want to do it in a more green and more sustainable like way, I think this is such a great way to kind of stop the end of fast fashion industry in a whole. This is super cool that it's also introducing more higher end products as well for people who are looking for a little bit long lasting you know, products that are going to be worth their while. I think that's Yeah. And you can get, I mean, we're selling Prada dresses for the same price that you could go into Zara and get a dress for. Mm -hmm. Um, So you're getting better made products for close to that fast fashion price as well. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. I was reading a little bit about your, your brand and it's some of the stuff is like up to 80% off. What inspired you to move in the direction of starting a sustainable business? Yeah, I can say, I mean, Honestly, it wasn't my um, sustainability wasn't the first thing that I thought of. Um, for me, I loved like I love getting a good deal. Yeah. Um, and I back seven, eight years ago, I didn't sustainability wasn't necessarily what I was thinking about. Like I didn't really realize how bad fast fashion was. It was once I started mine and yours um, and we were selling all these designer brands and I started researching and learning more about it that I then realized how bad fast fashion was and that we were on a really good path to be a green option. But it Mm -hmm. wasn't, you know, I can't like pat myself on the back and say I started mine and yours to be sustainable. It was 
more of that getting a really good deal, creating a good shopping, creating a shopping experience. And then as I went through, I just realized how bad fast fashion was for the environment. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm now, you know, now just more aware of that and want to make other people aware too, because I loved clothes and I was in the fashion industry and I like to think that I knew what was happening, but I, I really, I really just wasn't aware of it back then. Right. And I think that kind of goes for anything that you really get involved with. You just slowly become more educated in uh, the topic that you know more about. Right. And in your case, it was uh, you're starting your fashion um, business and then realizing like, wow, what's happening around us is actually pretty negatively impacting our environment. So I think it's something really cool that you kind of took and been like, OK, well, how can we make this a little bit better? Which, yeah, it's and so cool to see. And we're always learning. Like when I was in fashion school, I was on quite a limited budget and there wasn't as many secondhand options. This was, God, I don't know, almost 20 years ago now or eight. Um, And back then I would, people would give me budgets of like $300 and I would go to Forever 21 and I would shop and like essentially like personal shop back at Forever 21. But that was 20 years ago. There was no, there was no talking about Forever 21 being bad for the environment. Like those two things yeah. just weren't even um, put together. Mm-hmm. So crazy to think about too. And I know even in my own, uh, I'm going to call it, I'm putting air quotes here, my sustainable journey, because I believe that, you know, nobody is perfect and doing the best that we can. But I, I completely agree. Like I really didn't think about, you know, going to Forever 21 or going to Zara and buying like, you know, 10 shirts and then throwing it out later would actually be contributing to the whole idea of fast fashion and how we quickly produce its um, mass production of all of these, you know, poorly made materials and also a lot of polyester materials that we're putting into the environment. And it's just not good all around, but it becoming more knowledgeable in the, you know, the sustainable movement has Mm. kind of made a lot of people a little bit more aware about what they are buying and um, the sources of the materials that they are getting for themselves. Well, I like the quotes that you say, like the sustainable journey, because we yeah. all are on it and we yeah. all are learning. So instead of like persecuting people for doing something wrong, I think mm-hmm. it's way better to support people and promote them when they are doing something right, because yes. we all make mistakes yeah. and we all learn. So yeah. as long as people are learning from it, like what we thought two years ago and certain mm-hmm. things that were sustainable, we're now learning that that might not be the case. So as exactly. long as you're just keeping your eyes and ears open and um, figuring out what, you know, what maybe wasn't wasn't sustainable or wasn't quite um, great then, you're just trying to, um, you know, exactly. trying to be better. Yeah. Relearning. That's the Mm -hmm. constant, the constant movement. And I love that. And having a sense of empathy towards, you know, nobody is perfect, but with everybody's little sense of knowledge, we can create a better vision, a better place. (laughs) This is such an uplifting episode. (laughs) I love it. Um, So being a female entrepreneur, what challenges has this industry presented you? Do you have any advice for women wanting to start their own business? Um, well, before this, before mine and yours, I was running a sawmill. So I definitely found more challenges with being a female in that industry than yeah, 100%. Uh, 
Um, but I've, I think just with any challenges, you can also find opportunities. So mm-hmm. I find, um, being a female entrepreneur, there's actually a ton of opportunities out there, uh, with like, I'm part of a organization called FWE, the forum for women of entrepreneurs, and they're just such a supportive community. Um, mm-hmm. there's also another group called the women's enterprise center, which helps with financing and loans. And yes, I, I, I don't think it's as bad in the fashion industry and people are much more aware of like an equal playing field. Um, but instead of, you know, focusing on some, you know, some negativities and maybe some people not taking you too seriously, I think there's just, there's really a lot of opportunities out there and other women, um, that are super, super supportive and want to help each other. Yeah. You need that too. You need a, a a support system that is going to constantly, you know, like we can do this. And I think it's very comforting in a sense that we do have that. And those organizations sound amazing. I might grab the links from you after and we can put them in the show notes. I'm sure a yes. lot of women would be inspired to hear about some of that stuff. Definitely. Um, I would, it's so interesting because I had this as my next question and then you kind of touched a little bit on it. So you previously worked at a senior mill. Um, would you say that that previous work kind of helped pave the way of your startup for creating mine and yours? Yes. Uh, randomly enough, but uh, yeah. 100%. <laughs> Um, because I learned how I learned how to run a business. So it wasn't I didn't go into that thinking this is what I want to do. It was a family business. It was passed down to me. And I did it for I ran it for two and a half, almost three years. But learning to run a business is learning to run a business. So once I knew I could do it with wood, then I was very confident I could do it with something I was more passionate about, which was getting back into the fashion industry. That is so cool. Can you give us a fun fact about Cedar? I don't know if you would have any, but in the industry that you were in, maybe you would. Oh, gosh. I <laughs> Get it? Would? Yeah. <laughs> I'm hilarious. <laughs> I didn't at first, so that is funny. Um, a fun fact about Cedar. Oh, God, I don't know. I'm kind of stumped. Um, ah, I, I get it? <laughs> <laughs> just going to be a comedy episode now. (laughs) Yeah, I know a lot. And when I went into it, I didn't know what shakes and shingles were, but I know a lot about wood roofing and manufacturing. And believe it or not, I can, um, I also know how to install a shake roof. Nice. Oh my goodness. Well, you're going to sell the product. Then I feel like you got to learn all parts of it. So I went up on the roof and learned how to install it. Well, that's so, I think that speaks pretty true to, you know, the business that you started, you, you know, you started at your roots. Uh, what, you mentioned that you went to school for um, fashion. So what schools did you go to? Yeah, I went to uh, FITM in Los Angeles. Nice. Mm-hmm. And how was your experience with that? I absolutely loved it. Um, I went on a trip when I graduated down to LA and fell in love with the city. Uh, just sunshine, beaches. I grew up in a small town. I grew up in Maple Ridge, so a smaller town outside of Vancouver. And it was just very, very different. Um, And there was just, there was so many people there that were like pursuing their dreams. And a lot of our teachers were in the industry um, and people you could really look up to. So I, yeah, I absolutely loved school. I I took a, it was a year and a half, two year course and I spread it out over three years, but just because okay. I, I took so many additional courses, like I just, yeah. I wanted to learn everything. That's so great. And that knowledge has, you know, shown in your business. Um, it seems that you have, you guys have been really established and I don't know, you just, 
this is kind of the first of its kind where I've seen a higher end like luxury um, business just kind of like come through with, you know, I haven't really seen a lot of sustainability in a lot of these kinds of businesses. So the fact that you guys are kind of coming up and you're female run, and I think that is incredibly empowering and it shows that you guys have really educated yourself in creating this business. So, well, thank you. Yeah, of course. Um, Has creating a brand that focuses on sustainability helped shape your views on environmental issues? That's a big question. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. But I I mean, as I mentioned it before, like definitely I didn't, I didn't necessarily start mine and yours because I, you know, because of sustainability, but as I've been in the business and as I've been learning, learning everything, um, I, I try and be sustainable in other aspects besides just fashion as well. So just like really learning about, um, your purchases and what you can do to, uh, to reduce your impact, not just in clothes, but really in all aspects of your life. So Mm -hmm. I'm not perfect, but I, um, I follow (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but I follow a lot of people um, just even on Instagram that are giving tips and tricks and just yeah. kind of like do it's like small things that you can yeah. remember to do. Um, mm-hmm. But just like really, you know, thinking just just keeping it on the forefront of your mind with with whether it's your fashion purchases, whether it's like like, you know, just your plastic usage, just trying to go no single use plastics and and being OK when you make a mistake and, you know, and just continuing to, you know, continuing to do the best you can. We're going to take a quick break when we come back more with Courtney. Today's episode of I Like Your Dress is sponsored by Skillshare. Skillshare is an online platform with classes covering nearly every topic you can imagine from Internet marketing, graphic design or even flower arranging. Staying at home can start to look a little dull. You might be feeling unmotivated, frustrated, and, well, a little bored. Skillshare is the ultimate home classroom that can help you start a new hobby or perhaps refine an old skill. The teachers are experienced, friendly, and offer such a wide range of topics. You can get started from the comfort of your own home. Sign up for your free trial at skillshare.eqcm.net slash ILYD. And if you love their service, you can get a two-month subscription for free. Now, back to the show. I always I always forget to do that. When I start recording, I'm just like, okay, I should always have a little cup of water because you, you're you talking so much, right? And you're having a good time and your throat just like dries up. You're like, oh, I can't. I've done it before where I, I had a long interview and I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you're just constantly <laughs> just like collecting the saliva in your mouth. You're like, oh, this is. This is a challenge. (laughs) So um, what are your tips for viewers who are looking to shop more sustainably? Um, Well, you can imagine one of them would be secondhand. (laughs) Oh, do you know Uh, of a place? (laughs) Mine, of course. Like if you're not looking for something luxury more in the middle end market, there's tons of online secondhand stores um, Mm -hmm. or other secondhand stores in the city. And then the companies that, um, you know, just look at what, um, what companies are, um, what companies are doing. And like, if they're, if they're advertising where they're getting their fabrics from, and if they have any type of green, um, green footprint. Uh, Mm -hmm. And then just like one small thing you can do is when you're shopping, you know, bring your own bag. Yeah. Um, 
bring your own reusable bag instead of using the using the store's plastic bags and tissue. Um, so we provide those at mine and yours, but we ask everyone, would you like a bag and would you like it wrapped in tissue? And like, of course, we're because we want to pre- provide a luxury shopping experience. We are okay. going to have we are going to offer that. But it's you know, it's great uh, when people bring their own reusable bag. And I would say probably like 10 percent of our customers do, which I think is actually comparably fairly high. Yeah, definitely. As especially since you know where we've come, where none of us before used to even bring our own totes, and now I'm I'm seeing more of it even when I'm going grocery shopping or I'm going out shopping too, which I think is we're getting there. We're we're yeah. pushing through. Um, so I am so curious about what made you decide to do mine and yours as a whole. Like, did you know that you've always like when you were in your uh, stud- when you were studying fashion, did you know that you were going to kind of branch off and do your own kind of entrepreneurial um, work? Like, how did that, how did you yeah. get inspired? Uh, well, I actually, I found my grade seven yearbook and it says, I'm going to own a clothing store when I'm oh older. Oh my God, so, that's great. Uh, so, yeah, apparently I have always wanted to have a clothing store, but I, I forgot about that because once I moved to LA, I I worked for a trend forecasting company. I became a stylist. There's so many other jobs that grade seven Courtney didn't know existed in the fashion industry. So then I started going down that path. And once I once I was running the um, S&W, which was a sawmill, that's when I knew that I wanted to own a company um, Mm -hmm. in the fashion industry. I had actually started writing a business plan for a like rent the runway in Canada uh, because okay. I knew that we didn't, there was no rental services. And when I was doing that, I was introduced to Jigme, who was my business partner, and she had the idea for mine and yours. I think it was actually called Baroness on a Budget back then, but we came I, up with a new name. It's <laughs> 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 amazing. <laughs> um, so she had that idea, and we just started working together. And then I was like, okay, I think that we're not quite ready for the rental business. I th- right. I think the city, I think the luxury resale store makes more sense. So then we partnered, and we opened the store just a couple months after we met. That's awesome. And you have a location on Howe, too, which is amazing. Um, yeah. It is closed for, as of now because of COVID, right? Or no, is it? It's back open. Yes. We're back open. Okay. So, yeah. so we are right. open. We require all customers to wear a mask, which we provide mm-hmm. masks and hand sanitize. And we only allow six people in the store at a time. So we have new rules, but we are open again. Amazing. And you also have a online uh, store as well, right? Yes. Yeah. We sell online and then we post a ton of our products on Instagram as well. So all of our new arrivals go up on Instagram and you can just shop directly from our stories. Uh, Perfect. I love it. It Save your your journey COVID for sure. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure a lot of businesses have been... Yeah. Like what was your personal experience with having to transition um, with the new COVID guidelines as a business owner. Yeah, I I mean I feel really lucky though it's been though it hasn't been the easiest. Um, at least I'm not a restaurant with a huge footprint. Um, and we already had an online store and we already were selling on Instagram. So when we closed down, we just put all of our focus up online and tried to um, get as much product up there, double down on our Instagram. And most of our clients, they were you know they were at home, so they. Yeah following following along on Instagram and they were shopping online and we converted a lot of our in-store sales 
to um, to online. So now that we're open again, it's definitely different and it's way slower in store than it used to be. Um, but luckily, still some of that traffic is more people are shopping online than they used to. Um, so yeah. it's almost evening out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I and, you know, even during the whole when the whole guidelines kind of went up to and especially in the restaurant industry that there was a lot of, you know, uh, business over owners suffering with that. It really did put a lot in perspective for me about how hard it is and how unpredictable this COVID was for running a business mm-hmm. and the amount of, you know, stress that is involved with having to plan and stay up to date and also be uh, having an environment that is safe for, you know, the customers and safe for employees. And there's so much to think about. And it's just so important during this time for all of our um Adoring listeners um, mm-hmm. to support small businesses and support um, home run businesses like mine and yours because we need to keep Vancouver going, you guys. We can do this. Mm-hmm. We're all in this together, as Dr. Bonnie Henry says. Yeah, um, exactly. Uh huh. So let me see where I'm at. Do, do, do. Oh, are there any brands or fellow female entrepreneurs you really look up to for inspiration? Um, yeah, I actually just started a course from uh, Susie Bates. She's the one. She started Poopery. I don't know if you I heard d- of yeah, that product. I definitely have. I've actually, um, God, I was listening to a podcast and she went on it. I can't yeah. remember which one it was. Oh, that's going to kill me. But yes, she is a very cool lady. Yeah, she's, she's super, super cool. cool. So I just started a course, um, a course of hers that I've been really enjoying and um, really, I, don't, I think it's like any entrepreneur that is kind of doing something that they're a little scared of or not quite mm-hmm. comfortable with. Um, one of my best friends, Ashley, she owns Mala Collective, um, and they just launched like a meditation course. And I know she was a little nervous about doing it. So I'm just like so proud when people push through and yeah. do those things they are just a little uncomfortable doing because it usually pays off. Definitely. Oh, that's so exciting. Well, if you have her handle too, we'll definitely put it in the notes. We'll give a little shout out. Uh, That's awesome. Um, So what's next for you, Courtney? (laughs) Yeah. um, Well, we, so in March, actually, when COVID hit, we were, I was in Toronto and we were about to launch a pop-up in Toronto in Yorkville. Uh, so that unfortunately had to get closed down. But now, um, instead of waiting for, you know, COVID to pass, because who knows when that's going to be, uh, what we've done is we're starting to uh, buy in other cities. Um, so to get our footprint in there. So we just hired um, a couple buyers in Toronto and one in Montreal. And we're going to start acquiring product there to um, so for one time when it is safe uh, to start doing pop-ups across Canada. So awesome. that will be our next plan. We just uh, don't know when we'll be able to execute on it. Oh, well, that is so exciting. Mm-hmm. Let's hope. Oh, my gosh. I'm, we're, I guess you're pretty done with this year, too. 2021. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. it won't be 2020, hopefully 2021. If not, it'll, you know, it'll happen at some point and we'll just, yeah. uh, we'll be ready for it when it is. And we'll be ready and we'll be excited <laughs> to go there when it happens. That's so exciting for you, Courtney. Thank um, you. Thank you so much for coming on to the show today. Yeah, that, it was very nice to meet you. It was, uh, it was so much fun to do um, cedar jokes with you. Yeah. That was, <laughs> that was amazing. I am relieved that I, I mean, I'll, I'll still keep my day job, but that's always a second option for me. Yeah, and right. You, we that, can start a comedy amazing. show. There you go. I love it. Female run. Talking sustainability, talking cedar. It's 
fantastic. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> you can follow Courtney at It's Courtney Watkins and check out her business, Mine and Yours, for your next sustainable high-end purchase. Thanks for listening to today's episode. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at I Like Your Dress Podcast and ILYD Podcast. Want to collaborate or be featured on our show? For more information, check out our website at ilikeyourdress.ca. This podcast is produced, written, and edited by Allison Shields and Victoria Fraser. Production manager and PR by Cameron Napier. See you next time. This is a Cave Goblin podcast. For other podcasts like this, visit cavegoblins.com. We hope you have enjoyed this program.